listening to the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. Today we're talking about four secrets to seeming older than you actually are. My name is Pastor Alex and welcome back to the Last Gen Podcast. We're so excited to have you back. Now today, I wanted to cover somewhat of a different kind of topic. I can already hear the the fake haters in my head, if you will, saying things like, you know, like, just preach the gospel, bro. Just stick to the gospel. What do you, you know, you're teaching self-help principles. And to them, I would say two things. Number one, the Bible doesn't just teach the gospel. The gospel is a very specific message. And to sum it up, that's that Jesus was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died on the cross for uh, you and me, rose on the third day so that we could go to heaven and have eternal life. That's the gospel. But that's not the only thing that the Bible teaches. That's just, that's one of them. That's the most important but it also weighs in on all these um, day-to-day things, these things that, you know, are very important to our lives. You know, the gospel doesn't teach you how you should interact with your boss. It doesn't. But the Bible has a lot to say about it. Proverbs has a lot to say about it. Psalms has a lot to say about it. And so I, that, that's number one. Number two, I think a lot of times the reason that young people can't obtain the things that the Bible says they can obtain is because of uh, learned habits or things that are hindering them from it. I'll give you an example. There could be a young person that graduates high school, goes into a a very prestigious college for the degree that that he wants to pursue. He goes, uh, you know, has high grades in that class, obtains the... um, the, the credits, he obtains the, the plaque on the wall, and then he goes out into the workforce. Now, God said, I want you to be the head and not the tail, the top and never beneath. Now, this young person, though he has that promise, goes into work every single day, doesn't dress right, always, always looks like a slob, always shows up late to his job, never uh, respects his boss, stuff like that. So, is it that God doesn't promise good success in all we do? No, he does. But there's also some things that we have to, we have to carry ourselves in a certain way because, and I'm going to read you a scripture today. It's really going to kick this whole thing off. Um, And it's 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7. 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7. The Bible says this, but the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look on his outward appearance, on the height of his stature, because I've rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. Now, you can take this scripture, and and I think the main uh, thrust of what God was saying was that I, God, look at the heart and not the outward appearance. But he says something that's pretty profound leading up to it. He says, God doesn't see the way that man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. 
I want to focus in on that first part because though God looks at the heart, it's still equally as true that, that man looks on the outward appearance. So I can quote that all I want and say, you know, it doesn't matter what I dress like. It doesn't matter how I talk. It doesn't matter what I smell like. God looks at the heart. You can. You'll be unemployed. You'll, you'll lose every job just as quick as you get it. You, you won't have a good social standing. See, yes, God looks at the heart, but we need to interact with men. <laughs> we need to have good favor with humans as well. We can't be those weird Christians who are, you know, disheveled, but they pray like 19 hours a day. And then all they say is like, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what other people think about me. It's what about what God thinks about me. And I pray 19 hours a day. And so I've got favor with God. But the Bible says you can have favor with God and man. And that part is what we are focusing on today. How do you gain favor with man? How do you present yourself as a young person in a way that people that are far ahead of you, let's say, you know, people that are 20 years ahead of you in the field that you want to pursue, or, or people that are, you know, older and can help you out in some, in some way, how do you present yourself in a way where those people take notice of you and say, hold on, this person stands out from the crowd. This person is not like their peers. They seem older, they seem more intelligent, they seem more put together. And so that's what we're going to cover today. Four things that make you seem older than you are because it's so vitally important. It is so vitally important that we have, or as Christians, we, we operate in excellence in everything we do. The Bible says of Daniel and the three Hebrew children that after eating God's diet and not the a pagan diet, they were 10 times better than all the other servants. 10 times better. That's how we should be in any field that we're at. Whether that's your middle school, your high school, your college, your workforce, wherever you work, a Christian should stand out. Christians should not be the ones that lag behind in their field and use God as an excuse. Well, he's a sucky worker, but you know he's got a good heart. He's a nice guy. I, I will never want that said of me. I want to be excellent in everything I do, and I know you do too. So I think this is going to be vitally important today, and we're not going to take a long time. I've got four quick points for you, and I want you to uh, really think through these and be introspective. And I'm, I, I want to preface it by saying I am not saying that I am super mature or that I've got everything put together or that like I'm some expert in this field. But I will say that I, I have noticed some certain things that are, are, are common things that young people do that you can see very quickly cuts off favor to their lives. And so we're going to cover those, and I want you to remember these. So number one, number one, four secrets that make you seem older than you actually are. We'll go through kind of like, uh, the scenario of meeting someone. Let's, let's kind of play these four points or these four areas through the filter of meeting someone. Let's say you come, to, uh, you, you come and you introduce yourself to someone that you've never met before, all right? And, and again, 
I know that you guys are in middle school and high school and college. I'm not trying to go over your head with this. These are things that will help you wherever you are. Because the goal is not to make an excuse, well, I'm young, I'm 16, so it's okay that I, you know, it's okay that I can't talk to adults. It's okay. I never want to be the guy that like lowers everything, keeps a low standard for young people. In fact, in my youth group, uh, when we when we launch into in-person services for last gen youth, I will I will teach these things. It's important. It's important that young people know and where else are they getting it? I'm not going to let Andrew Tate be the only person teaching how to be successful. So um, don't make the, the excuse that, you know, I'm too young. I'm too young. That these, you know, it's okay. I don't need to learn how to publicly speak. I'm young anyways. I can figure that out later. Don't do that. Actually, and I don't want to take too much time on this introduction because I will get to the four points. But this just popped up. Um. Actually, there is a character in the Bible that tries to make that excuse. Well, to God. Well, God, you know, I'm too young. So, you know, move on. I'm not your guy. I'm just, I'm, I'm just a, a young person. So don't, don't look at me. Don't expect all of this of me. And this is what it says in, in Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 7. So God comes to Jeremiah and gives him this task of being a prophet to the nation. And God, you know, says before... Many of you know the scripture. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. And then this is what Jeremiah says back to him. He says, ah, Lord God, behold, I don't know how to speak for I'm only a youth. But the Lord said to him, do not say I am only a youth. Other translations, don't say I'm too young. So young, being young should never be an excuse for being, uh, for falling behind or, or, or being, uh, you know, being like, so I, I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, bash on people that are social, socially awkward or anything like that, but it should never be an excuse. They don't strive to be the best in every field. That's what I'm saying. It should never be an excuse. Well, I'm too young. No, no, no. I've got the Holy Spirit. I've got the word of God. I'm going to be the best at whatever I do, whether it's meeting someone for the first time, making a first impression, I will be the best. Okay? So number one, the first secret uh, to seeming older than you actually are, and we'll go through this stage of meeting someone. So you, you come up on someone, someone likes to introduce you. Hey, you know, they say, hey, Alex, I'd like to introduce you to this person. I believe that you guys will uh, connect pretty well. So uh, you know, Alex, meet so-and-so, so-and-so, meet Alex. The first thing that people will notice about you, and this is a, a statistically and, and psychologically proven fact, that the first thing that people notice about you is not what you say. It's not really what you're wearing. It's not really, uh, you know, who, who people say about you. The number one thing that people notice about you first and write this down, your body language. Body language. I can't stress this enough. In public speaking class, they'll teach you body language is as important or more important than what you say and how you deliver it. I've watched these, these um, documentaries with these um, 
criminal investigators, people who work for the FBI, the CIA, these uh, in they interrogate. That's like literally their job. They interrogate victims and they interrogate uh, suspects and stuff like that. And they'd always make a point to say, I basically don't even listen to what they're saying. I watch how their body is is reacting. When you meet someone for the first time, or let's just say when you're walking around your school, you're walking around your workplace, your town, whatever, are you walking around hunched over, neck down, looking at the ground, kind of just walking, like letting your feet scrape as you walk, that's going to be the first thing that people notice about you. And it informs us uh, about someone more than what they're saying. Now, think about this. You're always speaking, even if you're not talking. You're always communicating, even if you're not talking. Your body language is always speaking. If I'm sitting across the table having a lunch with you, right, and you're talking and I'm kind of like this, and I'm kind of like not looking in your eyes, and I'm looking away, and you're talking, and you're talking like that, and I'm, I'm hunched over, and I'm like fidgeting in my chair, kind of like moving around, swiveling. I already, already right now, you can look at me and think, yeah, th this kid, he doesn't seem like he knows what he's talking about. He doesn't seem confident. He doesn't seem like he's even engaged in the conversation. Very practical tip. When you're talking to someone, sit, if you're sitting, sit up straight with your shoulders back. Sit up straight with your shoulders back. As they're talking, acknowledge what they're saying. Acknowledge what they're saying. Don't just like stare at them like this. That doesn't, you know... I, that's like probably the the worst thing to to see if you're talking to someone them just like staring at you. When you do this, when you nod verbally, I mean, uh, with your body language, non-verbally nod and agree with what they're saying. It 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 shows that you're listening. Sit up straight, shoulders back, agree with what they're saying, or or at least pay you know pay attention. Show them that you're listening, and look them in the eye. Eye contact. Eye contact is so important. Eye contact is, and you don't have to be creepy about it. I'm not saying like as they're like looking as they're talking, just there. Yes, yes. No, it's something that's so subtle. But I will tell you, as someone who has talked to a lot of adults about this, because I'm I'm very interested in this kind of uh, in this thought process. What what makes someone seem more mature? What is it that that makes good impressions? What is it that makes good first impressions? I've asked a bunch of adults about this, and, and number one, they'll always tell me that eye contact, when, you're speak, when they're speaking to a young person, instantly tells them immediately their, their social age or, or where they are in a maturity level. Mature young people will look someone in the eye, they'll nod, they'll agree, they'll, they'll look like they're listening, they'll, they'll stand confidently, if you're standing talking to someone, don't don't do this. Don't hold your arms like this. Don't put your hands in your pockets like like nervously. Y you could tell these are all like these are all like social things that that even though you you might not want to be saying I'm nervous in this conversation, even though what you you want to make a good impression on this person and you want to say I like you, 
I'm not intimidated by you. I'm very comfortable in this situation. Even though that's what you want to verbally say, your body is saying, I'm very uncomfortable. I don't want you to be talking to me. I don't really like you. I want to get out of this conversation as fast as possible. So when you're not speaking, your body's speaking. Body language is so very important. Stand up straight, sit up straight with your shoulders back. Look someone in the eye. Show them that you are listening. And that, and I'll tell you what, that, that is so important. Adults will always tell you that is, a, that is a mark of someone who has it together. A young person that knows how to make an impression, knows how to carry themselves, carries themselves older than they actually are. All right? And, and listen, I'm not saying that you have to be stiff and rigid all the time. When I'm with my friends, when I'm with my peers, when I'm hanging out with my brother, I'm not always just sitting like this and, yes, yes, I, you can relax. But there are times in your life that you'll find yourself in a room that you maybe aren't qualified to be in. But instead of showing people very quickly that you're not qualified for that, you rise to the occasion. Let people know, I'm qualified to be in this room. I'm qualified to be in this conversation. Be confident in what you're saying. Number one is body language. Number two, number two. So as you're going to meet someone, the first thing they notice about you is body language. You go in for the handshake. You shake their hand. This comes to point number two. And I'll, I'll summarize it under this umbrella. And I, you know, I don't want to, <laughs> I'm not trying to sound like your 51-year-old mother who is uh, lecturing you or your grandmother who is lecturing you about, you know, your manners or what, what, whatever. But I will group it under the, the term manners. Manners. The second secret is having good manners. What does that mean? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm also not talking about the proper dinner table etiquette where it's like, I don't even know what they are because I really don't care, but like the salad fork goes to the right of the regular fork and the spoon and the napkin should be shaped and put on the right side. I, like I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about basic things, basic etiquette that impresses people of high standing. We'll, we'll go into number one. You go up to someone, they notice your body language, you're confident. You go in to shake their hand. This right here is going to be a tell. I'm telling you. Whenever I meet someone, this is something I notice. When I shake someone's hand, I want to know, number one, are they confident in meeting me? Is it a firm handshake? Now, guys, fellas, this is going to be a little bit more important for you than for women, for the girls. Because this right here uh, is something that, that men expect of you, is a firm handshake. A firm handshake. Because, you know, I, I mean, have you, ever, have you ever met someone? I mean, it's just so awkward. It's so weird. You go up to meet someone. You're like, hey, how's it going? Good to meet you. My name's Alex. You go to, to shake their hand, and it's like you're, you're, <laughs> you're ready for a firm handshake, and they are giving you, like, the dead fish. And it's like, it's like you're firm and they're like limp. It's so, it's very awkward. It makes the situation weird. And I'll tell you what, it communicates that you are not confident. It communicates that uh, you don't get out a lot. You don't meet a lot of people. You're just like, hello, nice to meet you. It communicates that you're younger. And, and remember, the whole theme of this podcast is to seem older than you actually are. 
a good firm handshake, meaning someone, hey, nice to meet you. A firm, don't give them the dead fish, give them a firm handshake. And as you're shaking their hand, look into their eyes, say, hey, it's nice to meet you. My name's, you know. It's, it's, it's very important. Don't overlook that. Because especially, especially um, wealthy people will tell you that's a big, big uh, sign of where someone's at. They have a firm handshake. I don't, you know, people say stuff like, influential people will say stuff like, I don't trust someone, I don't trust a man who doesn't have a firm handshake. It lets you know, it, it, it puts you in a position of confidence, dominance, and, um, and it's vitally important. So, firm handshake. Other other etiquette things. Not interrupting when someone's talking. That's that's an etiquette thing. If you're sitting at a at a table, not you know like slouching, and we kind of cover that in body language, but slouching down like this, you know, elbows on the table. I mean, like I know these some of these are old old fashioned things. It's not really a a big deal nowadays, but elbows on the table, slouching over. You know, these should be common sense things, but I, I don't think a lot of people teach it. I really don't. Um, and so number one is body language. Number two is etiquette. Etiquette. Also, what falls into etiquette? When you're meeting someone or you're talking to someone that is obviously at a higher level than you, whether it is in the Christian world, if you're talking to a pastor, if you're talking to uh, you know an evangelist, whatever, who is who's very clearly of of a greater level than you and they're a great man of God or whatever and you meet them there should be a certain level of respect that you uh carry with your words it shouldn't you should not talk to uh you know a a pastor of of a of a massive church who's done you know sent missionaries around the world has so, so much fruit in their ministry, someone who's accomplished something. You shouldn't talk to them the same way that you talk to your buddy or your little brother. Hey, hey, nice to meet you, man. Hey, good to meet you, bro. It's, again, I know when I uh, released the podcast uh, where I said, don't call your pastor bro. Don't call your pastor by, by their first name only. I got some pushback from it. People were mad, and I understand. I understand that I make people mad. I get that, but... It's true because whether you'd like to admit it or not, this is what people, man looks on the outward. You should care about what people think about you a little bit. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying conduct yourself in a way where that's all that you care about. Like, I wonder if they like me or not. I want, no, but you should care about what the, what's the message that your body and your, your, how you're carrying yourself presents to the world. What is the message that I'm sending to everyone that I meet? That's important. You may not care what other people think about you, but that's important. What message are you sending? What message am I sending to this minister that I am honored to meet? It's that the message should be that I'm honored to meet you. I thank you for your 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 life. Thank you for your ministry. And I talk that way. So that's that's good etiquette. Same thing with with successful people. Same thing with listen, if you're a young person, Always treat someone who's older than you with a great deal of respect. Whether they are, you know, you could be making more money than them. But if you're 19, 20, and they're 
45:50 you should still treat them with respect. I think about how Paul wrote to Timothy. Paul was the or Timothy was the pastor of the church. But Paul even made it very clear to Timothy, do not treat the men of the church, the older men of the church, do not treat them in the same way you treat your peers. I'm actually going to look this up because this is actually very important. So it'll be in Timothy. Um, treat older men. Let's see what the Bible says. Okay, here it is. There we go. So though, though Paul always tells pastors and leaders to rebuke their congregants, he, he takes a great deal of respect in telling Timothy, who was very young at the time, says this to Timothy, do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father, younger men as brothers. So you see, even if you're in a position of authority over them, you still treat them with a great deal of respect. Why? Because they're older. They're your elders. This is a biblical principle. You treat your elders with respect. So, that's etiquette. So number one is body language. Number two is etiquette. Number three is actually how and what you say. How and what you say. Number three is how and what you say. Speak. If you want to be looked at as someone who comes across older than they actually are, more mature than they actually are, more intelligent than maybe you actually are, or more qualified than you actually are, you've got to speak with that level of, of qualification, of intelligence. Like, I'm not saying I, you know, I'm the smartest person in the world. I may not be the smartest person in the world, but I sure as heck am going to do my best to, to speak intelligently and not, you know, and not just mumble myself through sentences and, you know, and jump around and, thought and have strings of ideas that never... I'm going to have a clear, concise way I talk. I'm going to do my best to speak with good grammar. <laughs> I, you know, here's a little backstory on me. My parents, and this is maybe why I'm like this. My parents are, and I've said this before, are very intelligent. And I don't say that to get on their good side. They are very intelligent. My father is, uh, you know, he was in politics. He was a delegate, then a lawyer then a judge, went to law school, you know, all that. My mom has two PhDs, a master's in, in communication, doctorate. She's got all these things, and especially from my mom, who has a master's in communication, has, you know, a lot of degrees, to say the least. And she, she always instilled in me good grammar, good grammar. And it was kind of like a thing in my household that, like, you're not allowed to have poor grammar, even though even you could be joking around, you could be messing around, it doesn't matter. You will have good grammar as you're joking around. You will have, you will not sound like an idiot in this house. That was basically the thrust. And I'm not saying that as an ungrateful kid. I am so grateful, so grateful that my parents raised me like, like that. That they cared enough to tell me, don't look like an idiot outside. And I'm not saying that as an ungrateful kid. I'm Listen, I am... So grateful, so grateful that my parents raised me like that, that they instilled in me every single day, 
you will not sound like an idiot outside of this house. You will sound intelligent. You will sound put together. You won't be rigid, but you will look like the best in everything you do. You'll carry yourself with a certain level of excellence, and I'm so grateful for that. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect in that, and you know I'm I'm the role model in that. But I am saying that I would maybe more than kids my age was instilled with that and actually took that to heart. That people are watching what you say; they're listening for what you say. Now, here's some practical tips. Here's some um, common things that that turn people off to what you're saying because you don't know how to talk, right? Number one is um stu- is uh it's not it's like putting together it's uh like it's like um yeah the so study st- st- stuttering stuttering and using filler words before you speak if you have trouble with this before you want to convey the thought that you want to convey, take time, think about what you're about to say, slow down, and deliver the message. A lot of times, and I'm sure, I'm sure you could go back into my podcast, you could go back into all these YouTube videos I've done and found where I was terrible with it, where, you know, especially my generation loves to use the word like as if it was a uh, filler word, or as if it was the word um, saying like, um, uh, I, uh, like, uh, it's like, um, yeah, like I was telling like that person, like that right there, I'll tell you right now, is a, an adult's pet peeve. That's a, that's a big pet peeve of a lot of adults. And it also makes you sound like you don't know what you're talking about. Though you could have a very intelligent thought that you're saying, and something that's very true, People will filter that through the prism of how you say it. Stephen Hawking could be taught. I mean, if I mean that's a terror. That's a you know what, Alex? That's a terrible example. He could not talk. That's a terrible example. Who's a smart person? Neil deGrasse Tyson. Though I do not enjoy him as a person. I don't love his personality. But it's you can't you can't say that he's not a good communicator. He's, he's probably the, the most famous scientist that is alive today, right? Now that Stephen Hawking has gone on to be with the Big Bang, as he would think. Um, <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson, if he had all this knowledge but didn't know how to communicate it, you know, he was a, a super intelligent man, but he doesn't know how to get people interested in what he's saying, and he doesn't know how to communicate a thought. All that is is wasted. All of his knowledge, all of his expertise, all of his studies, they're all wasted because people are, are trying to get through what you're saying and eventually they just switch off. It's like um, it, like uh, like it's like, it's like quantum physics. It's like because we were like studying the string theory and like um, it's super important because like people are like, all right, that's enough. I can't even get through your, you know, what you're saying. So if that's something you struggle with, which at one point it probably was for me, but take a second. I think a lot of times people are, are too anxious if they're nervous to, to talk into a conversation. If someone asks you a question, hey, what was your favorite thing about school? Don't think that you immediately have to be like, uh, I like, uh, 
Because if you start talking without knowing what you're going to say, then you come off like an idiot. I don't know. So I think my favorite part about, I really, well, I really liked, hey, what was your favorite part about, about high school? All right. They ask me, hey, Alex, what was your favorite part about high school? Take a minute. Think about it. If you have to, if you have to formulate your thought before you say it, you should. And then deliver. My favorite part of high school was my chemistry class. I had a great teacher. I got good grades. And I had a lot of friends that I knew in that class. You see how it makes you sound like you know what you're talking about. Even if you don't know what you're talking about, it helps to sound like you do. Right? It's, uh, it's all about confidence. It's all about coming across older than you actually are. Number four. I think this is so important, but we won't take a lot of time on this. Because it's pretty self-explanatory. Number four is the fourth key to looking older than you are. Dressing. How do I want to say this? Coming across older in your dress. In the way you dress. Now instantly people automatically think when you say dress older. They automatically think you got to be wearing a, a, a suit. You got to be wearing a sports coat. You got to be wearing a collared t-shirt all the time. You always have to be wearing slacks or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. Bishop David Oyedepo said, it's not the clothes that you wear that make you look poor. It's how you take care of the clothes you wear that makes you look poor. You can be wearing a Walmart t-shirt, Walmart jeans, and Walmart shoes and automatically look 10 times better than someone who's wearing dressed, you know, everything. Gucci shirt, got, you know, jeans from, from PacSun, you know, just, just nice stuff. It's got Christian Louboutin shoes. It doesn't matter. Like, you can have the greatest of the greatest designer outfit, but the one guy with a designer outfit, shirt's wrinkled, pants don't fit, they're too long, shoes don't fit. The, doesn't doesn't wear a belt. Just just looks disheveled. Hair all a mess. Looks like he just woke up. For ladies, it kind of it works the same way. It's not the clothes that you wear that make you look younger. It's your care for the clothes you wear that make you look younger. So when I say dress older, I'm not saying you have to wear a suit. Though I am saying at some point there are occasions that call for a suit. Church, you know. Uh, uh, a wedding, these things, you know, you got to have a certain level of class in certain uh, situations. Um, and, and you should always strive to look for an opportunity to dress up because number one, that does something for your confidence level. It does something, you know, when you know that you're dressed to the nines, you know, I'm, I'm presentable. I look the best I possibly can. And now I can, you know, I can be in any social situation. That does something for your confidence, dressing up. So you should do that as much as you can. But on a normal day-to-day -day basis, you're not going to a wedding, you're not going to church, whatever. Take care of the clothes you wear. Iron your shirt. Get a shirt that fits. Get pants that fit. You know, you can still be trendy and then also dress, look like you're older than you are. It's the care for the clothes. It's the care for your appearance, your hair. Is it, is it disheveled? Is it 
Is it all messed up? It, wh- whatever. Do you look put together? Being put together, it's so important. Why? Man looks at the outward appearance. I don't care what people think about you. You can judge me all you want. Yes, people will judge you. And they'll judge you quick. And they'll judge you and then they'll keep that uh, impression forever. And I don't know about you, but I want to make good impressions. I want to carry myself in a way that's, that's worth I want people, I don't want people to think when they, when they find out my age, I don't want to be like, what? He's 19? Oh, my Lord. I thought he was 16. I would not want that. I want, and I, I do get this, not, I'm not like bragging, but I do get this a lot from people. I want the response, you're 19? I thought you were, I thought you were 26. Not because of my physical appearance, not because I look 26 in the face. I probably don't. I probably look younger than I actually am. But I, I strive to carry myself older than I actually am. And does it mean that I'm always uptight? No. I joke around probably a little bit too much. I'm probably a little bit what people would call immature uh, in the way that I act at certain times. But when it matters, when it counts, when I know that people are watching, when I know that my actions are, are being watched and this is a situation, I make sure, doesn't mean I can't be informal, but it does mean that I will take my appearance, how I carry myself seriously. And I think this is so important. People won't teach this. And I will, I will continue to teach this to my youth group guys, my youth group girls, because it's so important. It matters because it's how the world sees you. As Christians, people should find out you're a Christian and go, oh, that makes sense. Oh, that makes it. That's how Christians act. The Christi- Christians are best. They're the best in their job. They're the best in social situations. Not only is their heart pure, but their outside is pure. They smell the best. They look the best. They drive the best. They do the best. It's called excellence. It's a standard at which we operate as Christians. We're not going to be the scourge of society, but yes, we have Jesus. No, I'm going to be the best of the best. That's what I want you to make up in your mind today. I will carry myself older than I actually am. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I'll see you again next week.